We're back for another major preview, and to to join me are the are the usual compatriots, fresh off a off a big Wilkinson DMB gig in the weekend, where the boys distributed some shapes to the where was it the Spark Arena or was it? Yeah, oh, it was yeah. nice. So, boys, run me through how how the shapes were. <laughs> you know, I say. <laughs> Oh, that's from what I recall, just not heaps of it. Um, yeah, they went all right, I guess. It's hard to know, to be fair. Um, like, genuinely can't tell you much about Wilkinson other than I don't know how much fun I had. I I think I've retired from DMB gigs. Yeah, I'm, I'm officially hanging the boots up, I think. I, um, I can remember being there for the whole time, but I couldn't probably tell you any songs that were played, any movements that were made, any any shapes distributed. It was a it was a, it was a fairly vague evening that that culminated in a a pretty depressing weekend thereafter. But hey, you know it's it's part of the part of the course. You know, got to be done. Did you I boys think... drag yourself out to the golf course, or were you uh, we strictly four walls? <laughs> I snuck out. I snuck out yesterday afternoon and for fourteen holes or something of pretty pretty ugly golf. So it's good good get out in the fresh air though. Boy, I needed it after thirty six hours in the sack. What about UAC? Uh, no Just... golf for me. I had some Mother's Day duties on Sunday and was no state to play on Saturday. It was it was head noise central. Well, <laughs> Someone who just was drawing some shapes with his with his iron play this week at the AT and T Byron Nelson was Jason Day. We we called it from a, a while ago. He was definitely going to win this year, and he and he finally got the job done. I don't know what you boys caught with it on your dusty weekend. You parked up and saw any of it, but from me, it's just great to see Jason Day win again. It was. A pretty flawless display of golf. Yeah, I watched. I think I watched his last six holes and it was pretty flawless stuff. There's kind of there's people coming from everywhere and he just held them off. But yeah, as you say, just a great kind of feel good story to kick off the week. It was amazing to me. I messaged Cow and I was I was actually rattled how much his children have grown up. It was it was crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, eighteen hundred days between wins will will do it. I haven't seen young Dash in a in a fair minute. Um, 13, 13th PGA Tour win. It's actually a higher number than I thought he would have had. You know, not by a big margin, but I thought he might have just crept into double digits. Thirteenth time winning it is at the spot of his first tour event. Nice feel of nostalgia about it. Um, and the putter's back right. He's uh, he's been you know, above average putting in every single week this week this uh, this season. So, yeah, the ball striking is 
is largely back to what it was. Driver's not quite as strong, but you know when he's rolling it as as well as he is, he's it's pretty hard to stop. Uh, you know he just holds a lot of a lot of bombs as well, which is is always exciting. Yeah, like like you said, it it's creeping up up there in terms of tour wins. But you, I just did a little, had a little bit of a look today, and he just he went on an absolute tear. Eh? He won, I think, at one point he won five events and like thirteen starts, and he he clocked them up all fairly quickly. And then it's been it's been pretty average kind of since kind of twenty seventeen ish. Yeah, it's it's been average, but it hasn't been as big as a fall as some other players have when they've reached heights. You know, he's still like I think he got down to one forty fifth at the trough in the world, which you know isn't great for a guy of his ability. But I think you know I sat here thinking it probably would have been worse given you know the lack of coverage and, and you know you got to consider that against the fact he's been injured a lot too. So you know, they sort of probably artificially um, depleted his world rankings too, right? Just given the the lack of events. So, you know, it's he's gone. He went missing, but he didn't go off the planet. Yeah, that's a good take because someone like the Hoy Guards, like they're in the early hundreds world ranking wise. So, as you say, like maybe that's not as bad as we thought, but I don't, I guess you don't want that to take back from what he's done to get back to this point still as well at the same time. And Cal, you, you're right. That shot him to 15 to make that two, that was just like when I kind of knew that he was on. Yeah, he's just he's done so much work with Chris Como as swing coach and pretty much completely reinventing his, his swing to take the load off his back, which is... If you if you think about like how hard that must be to to do, you've been swinging it one way like successfully your your whole life, and you have to kind of rip it apart and and start again. It's fairly like comparable to you know like when when fast bowlers start having those those injuries and then have to readapt their action, and it's like on a on more of a scale. But you see, they never come back kind of kind of the same. So it's pretty impressive what Jason Day's done. Yeah, hats, hats off to him. Let's hope he can get properly in the mix of a major at some point shortly too, and it's probably a good segue. Yeah, we'll rip straight in. Straight in. Mate, Monty's just he's getting he's getting good at the podcasting. We'll segue straight over <laughs> into the PGA Championship. Monty, <laughs> oh, talk me through the course. I Last time it was here... 2013, Jason Duffner got the job done. It, mm. It's it's going to look a lot different than it did back then. Yeah, you're right. It's um it's going to be its fourth PGA Championship, Oak Hill Country Club, um, and it's also hosted three US Opens. So you know this is its seventh major. So you know the name might be familiar to people, but you know the course underwent quite a significant remodeling in in 2019. So you know, Jason Duffner won it back in, in 2013 um, by, by two shots, but that course looks quite different now. You know, I, I guess there's probably two key distinctions or three. 
you know, one back then at that time, it was an extremely wet, wet time of year. Um, so the greens were a lot softer. The fairways were a lot softer than sort of the design was, was meant to be, which meant someone like a Daphne with a, quite an elite wedge game at that point in time sort of thrived. The change in the calendar is probably the other thing to note with May versus August. This is, I think it's now the fourth PGA since the, the calendar change. Um, and then, you know, there's been quite significant changes. So there was, a, I guess, a near total remodel from a guy called Andrew Green where he remodeled every every green, every fairway and every landing zone to, to try to resurrect uh, the original design. Um, so, you know, the, the pundits say that, you know, Oak Hill now is – you know, more diverse and interesting course than, than what it was, which is allowing players to be more aggressive off the tee than it has been in the past. But, you know, with that, with the remodeling of the greens, you know, a bit more calculation hitting shots in. Um, there's been three new holes built. More than 200 yards have been added to it off the tee. Um, so, so reasonably significant changes. Um you know, the idea back in the day was, you know, quite expensive holes, broad-shouldered greens, deep greens, scruffy bunkers. And, you know, through time with various alterations, the course had sort of gone away from that. Whereas now, you know, the redesign has meant it's coming back to this complexion, reclaiming fairway widths, a bit more length, and, and more than 600 trees have been removed as part of the process just you know, to add to that spaciousness feel that was intended with the original design. So I guess that's that's a little bit of history on sort of what's what's happened to the course. So you know, I, I think it's difficult to draw direct parallels to the to the twenty thirteen event. Um, and you know, the the course is going to play quite differently and and certainly pa- uh, favour your longer hitters um, from here with the additional length. Yeah, how, just touching on how obviously when, when Dufton won it, it was in August. How do we feel about the the PGA in May? Do, do you like it? It just kind of congests the all the big events, doesn't it? I can imagine as a player it would be beneficial kind of having a pretty clear window kind of season that you need to peak for. But as a fan, I kind of liked it drawn out a little bit more throughout the year because now that wait to Augusta just feels like an eternity. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i indifferent and I'm, I don't know, I probably prefer it now. Like, it's a long wait, but it always was a long wait, right? It's basically only a one month less. So it's going from eight months to, to nine months in essence. And, you know, then it's sort of, you get a tighter pocket of pretty exciting golf, sort of basically starting from the players all the way through to, you know, the Open or, or thereafter. And, and I suppose with the PGA Tour changes as well, you know, the playoff system, um, Ryder Cups that, that sort of come through in the later time of the year as well. It's We're not necessarily starved. So, yeah, I'm, an, I'm indifferent, but I do quite like having a tight pocket of, Elite tournaments. 
Hey, Monty, that's interesting what you said around the softness because I actually, while I was in the pit pretty dusty on Saturday, I thought I'd tune into the 2013 highlights and that was the first thing I noticed was just throwing darts at the pin with soft greens. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, you know, the weather and then the distance, like I couldn't see Daphne, even even in his prime, right, contending with with the changes that are made and the weather that it looks like it's going to be this week coming, you know, he's, he's a good, good player in his time, but um, yeah, it's, it's hard to see this time around. Um, and thank God we won't be getting the Duffnering back. God, that was a punishing we, we treat right. when he was, when he was. I forgot about form. that. Well, we've, we've talked about it kind of last time and, and how, how it'll play, but who do you boys think the, the setup this week's going to suit? Oh, it's it's hard to know. I I clearly think Ram and Sheffield are the ones to beat. There's nothing exciting about that, but I just think those two, if they bring their best stuff, they're going to be right near the top. Monty, mm. have you got any thoughts around course fit? No, I mean, um, like power is a lot more advantageous now. Like it previously was a course where you know, being in the fairway wasn't always a guarantee light of the green, whereas now with the changes, there's a lot more space. Um, and the rough looks quite thick at early glance. So, you know, the distances, the increased fairway width and, you know, the thicker rough, you know, lends itself um, to to a longer player. And I think if you, if you look through history with the PGA champs, um, you know, JT last year, Phil Mickelson, Brooks and DJ at Beth Page when they were were, were going for it. Will Zalatoris, less so last year. Um, and they, you know, the driving the driving stats when they won were were long, but not necessarily accurate. But you know, my sense is is more of a a premium on you know the proper drivers' accuracy and. And length this week, and to, to the length point, it's a past 70, 7,400 yards. Um, yeah, Beth Page when Kepka and Johnson bossed the ke- bossed the field off the tee was also only seventy four hundred yards, or was seventy four hundred yards. And this course has a hundred and fifty yard par three and a couple of short par fours. So you know, you, if you compare it to something like a Beth Page where the longer players have done well, similar distance. And you've got, you know, a few shorter holes in in this layout. It's hard to see. You know, Cam Young's a guy that to me, you know, looks looks okay value. Um, he's obviously a supreme driver of the golf ball. Um, you know, if you're looking for those outside of Ram and Ram and Scotty, who, you know, on the on the odds look yeah, you know, the, the obvious and clear favourite, someone like a Cam Young, given the the driving requirements, looks. Yeah, you know, he's clearly he had that he's had his miscut in the things recently, but before that was was starting to trend steps up in the majors. You know, I think he's an interesting interesting player this week. You can get twelve bucks about McElroy. I'd be interested to see what you guys. Think he's going to throw up this week? Is it is twelve bucks not enough for you at 
at the moment. I have no expectations for Rory this week. I'm not. I think it's a great course fit. His his wife um, is from this area. He's a member there. Um, premium on driving, but I just don't know what Rory we're going to get. So I don't think I could take twelve bucks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I look at myself if I was playing a tournament at my home course. You know, I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't necessarily <laughs> consider myself having a, a massive advantage over the over the field. Um, and he's <laughs> he's not in tip top shape. I think for for third favorite twelves, it's it's too short for mine. Um, and you know, I'd, I'd probably steer clear, but. You know, equally, you know, he was. Uh, I'll be disappointed if he's not, you know, somewhere floating around at some point. Going down the kind of the odds list, uh, some guys in and around the thirty dollar mark that I quite like: Terrell Hatton, Max Homer, and Sam Burns. I think you can get thirty four for Burns and and Homer, and thirty one. Fairhatton, it's pretty good value. What do you guys think about those three names? AC, you you kick us off. I love Hatton, but that seems a tad short. Personally, he's been playing really well, but if it if it comes down to a bit of where length is a premium, I I worry about him. He's a very good iron player, but man, if you've got a pitching wedge in your hand versus seven iron, it's it's pretty advantageous. The other two, I think I, I'm i not going to include those two in my picks, the other two, Sam Burns and Max Homer, but definitely don't think – I couldn't talk you out of it by any means. Monty, mm. what are your thoughts around Hatton this week? Just simply doesn't hit it far enough or – No, um, I don't know. Like it's there's – there's going to be a premium on distance, but, um, you, you know – Digging through, it sort of feels as though with the, with also the changes to the track, um, and the and the green remodeling in particular, adding a few more shoulders and, and the like, you know, the tournament organisers have got more of ability to sort of tuck pins away. So you know, there's still going to be an element of precision required, um, in that maybe there wasn't in previous years. So to that point, you know, Hatton. Um, you know, uh, for a top ten play or, or something like that, he's yeah, you know, I quite like him. He's he plays well in the big events. I think he's got four top fives in the first six designated events this year, or top tens, one of the two. Um, so you know, he's he'll be there or thereabouts. That's pretty good mail, that just for for the punters out there. Well. Talk about the international contenders and take Ram and Rory out of out of it. If you go down that list, we've already talked about Hatton. There, is there anyone else from kind of around the world that tickles your fancy? And we might as well, while we're on it, have a chat about the New Zealanders that are Foxy's at 151 to 1 and Stephen Elkers at 1,000 to 1. So... <laughs> Shopping around the Kiwis, but but uh, I'll be interested to see if you if you think there's kind of anyone from outside of 
the USA. Tom, that, Tommy, that stuff. Tommy Fleetwood, I think I saw him at 67. Hey, <laughs> see, why not? I've, I've got no, you know, you're just a man who's, who's playing well and fuck about time he steps up in a big tournament, a proper tournament. Um, but, you know, there was more a call from the odds as opposed to, you know, I find it hard to see him win. Uh, I think that'd be a big stretch. Yeah, it's a guy. 67 is, is a nice price for a player of his caliber. Even if I don't think he can get it done, I do think that seems quite high. I would have thought. I, think, if, I don't. I don't think he'd be that far off Hatton's odds, to be honest. He's at fifty ones in Australia, so mm. he's a, a bit shorter. But yeah, that's still that's still good value, and a guy that's also playing pretty well at the moment, Adam Adam Scott, who's started to put the ball in play off the tee. So um, he, he's had a couple yeah, of I good mean, weeks. Two top fives in a row, right? He's another guy I had on my list. At least in NZ, I saw him at 67s, which didn't look too bad. And for a guy who's getting on in age, he's still hitting the ball reasonably far. You look at the stats in terms of driving distance. Um, Steve Alka, make cut. That'll be a good. That'll be a good week for the for the 51 year old. Mm. Yeah, hey, Monty, I did. Kind of before you said you don't, you didn't think we'd be able to draw any parallels. I did notice that Adam Scott was T five here in twenty thirteen. It can't be, it can't be a terrible thing. Still, even if it has changed a lot, at least he's had some success around there. I'm sure the bones are the same. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And um, yeah, Jason, Jason Day. Day was also yeah, yeah, also in the top ten, as were DJ and Rory. So. You know, just being able to draw from those boys on, you know, a bit of experience. Um, you know, Jason Day is, is an obvious one given this week. And those four all kind of fit that profile of pretty big hitters, good ball strikers. Like, so I, maybe that is the way to go. Victor Hovland at 23s. Uh, I. I love Victor for a first round lead or something like that, but I just I struggle to see him getting it done on the weekend. And AC and I have discussed this at length on this pod that that we think he that we just think he can't get it done on the weekend. But he he's got the he's got the game to prove us wrong, obviously. So yeah, he can't until he will. Right. You know, he can't until he will because mm. you know he will. He will. But yeah. I just. At twenty threes, nah. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't hate Foxy at one fifty ones or whatever you said, Cal. Like, yeah, man's just had an, a, an enriching experience through the birth of his second child. That's got to be worth something. That's got to be worth something. A little bit of extra motivation, uh, a little rest home in in NZ. Uh, you know, clearly playing okay and hits the ball a mile. It'll be interesting to see what you can get from kind of top 10, top 20. That could be really kind of juicy value and and something that, that the lads could probably climb into, give us a bit of, a bit of something to cheer for cut, mm. coming into the weekend. He's, 
he, he's got to turn up at one of these things sooner or later. Like he he was in well not in contention, but he was he played well at the PGA last year until kind of the last day, and then really fell by the wayside. So I'm I'm expecting big things as well, Monty. And yeah, like you said, at 151 bucks, like fuck, it could be worth a tenner, couldn't he? You need yeah. to get 201 um, here on tab at the moment. Oh. Yeah, I, it's How worth a few coins. Seriously, you'd be cooking yourself if you didn't get on that price. Um. And back to what you said about Victor, I, I kind of this. What happened to me last year in the U.S. Open was I was pretty keen on Fitzpatrick, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to punt you to win until you show me." And he did, but I, I don't think it's the worst way to go. Like I'm happy to leave people out until I actually see them perform in crunch time. Mm. But um, Fitz is one I'm keen on this week, boys. Twenty nine bucks. I think it's pretty good shopping. Don't mind that in the slightest. Well, there's hasn't really been any talk around what's going on with Spieth. Obviously, the the Spieth slam could uh could be on the cards this week, but he's pulled out injured last week. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he if he turns out. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> We're not doctors. I can't comment. I'm no idea. I I think if he does turn up. He's gonna be a steer clear job. That could come back to haunt me, but I don't think he's worth entertaining. Yeah, thick rough, sore wrist. Doesn't sound like a good combo to me, but oh, I'm not. I'm not a guy that's notorious. The other thing that caught my eye was Xander. Xander oh. at twenty three bucks is not bad shopping with the way he's been playing. And you know what you're going to get from him. He's a very, very solid ball striker. Pretty tidy all-round game. I'm not his biggest fan, but I, I don't mind that price at all. I, I like You've got people like JT and stuff ahead of him in the betting, and I think on form that's probably not correct. Yeah, well, versus Hovland at 23s too, or even Haddon at 31s or whatever it is. So, you know, I, I think you're... I think you're on the mark there. Yeah, if you're punting with your head, that's probably a smart option. But um, and I, I would, I would hate to see him win this. What about the Live Boys? Who do you guys expect to show up? Well, DJ won this week, so I think DJ and Brooks. A better week for Cam Smith at Tulsa this week as well. Part of the ball well. Um, He's another guy when finding a fairway is kind of helpful around the golf course. It, his his driving can can worry me as as much as if any live guy get, was to get up, I'd I'd want Cam Smith to to be that guy. But yeah, Wacken Neiman's played well in events sort of outside of live when he's um you know when he's when he's emerged. I think he was tied 16th at the Masters, but from memory, he was sort of floating around for quite a while. Um, he's having a pretty poor season on the Live Tour. I think he's 25th out of 48, something like that. But he's just a guy who's, you know, pretty supreme player, and you, you know, you could you could see that's that's not out of the question. I don't think Taylor Gooch is probably an obvious one with with the with the form how that translates. I don't know, but 
yeah, I think those two are probably another couple to throw into the mix. Yeah, you can get nineteen bucks for Brooks, twenty three bucks for DJ. That seems Brooks is probably fair, but I think that seems a little bit short for for DJ at the at the moment. Kind of just what he's produced and even in, in the live events up until this week has been pretty substandard. But hey, he he reckons he's turning a corner, and you'd be silly to roll him out, wouldn't you? Yeah, he also top 10 here last time around, as we mentioned. Got to be worth something in 2013. Well, boys, we we turned into a bit of a TAB podcast there, just <laughs> rolling down the, the odd sheet. But uh, that's that's pretty much we'll, – we'll wrap up the the crux of the, of the PGA chat with you boys giving me a, a winner. Monty, do you want to fire, fire me a, a champion? Uh, yeah, let's go Cam Young. Cam Young to win his first tour event, first major championship. AC? Uh, if it's not Scheffler, I'm going to go Xander. Lovely. I, I'm i going to go Hatton this week, uh, I think. <laughs> An Englishman's going gonna to get up. And I, and I hope he does because G will be entertaining if he's in the mix. Come on. Uh, come the weekend but before we we wrap up the pod uh if you tuned in last week we created some new playoff holes which uh the boy the boys got out there and ac's just gonna run you through the answers we did have some people get them so that's that's good it means some people were kind of paying attention my my head was falling off but hey ac (laughs) (laughs) yeah cal Cal really has no idea what's going on. Um, some of the suggestions he sent me have just been <laughs> fucking horrific. Um, <laughs> but... The first one was, why is that bloke tiptoeing on the beach? What's going on there? The sand burns, sand burns. Um, the second one was, oh, I'm trying to find it. Um, and the second one was, that fella from Glasgow can't drive a manual. What's up with that? And that's the Scott is stalling, Scott Stallings. Yeah, that's a so those are the two one. for the week. We'll rip into another one next week. Um, I've been brainstorming, but I always end up getting marginal. I can't put them on the podcast. But um, maybe the odd DM if you want those ones. But yeah, yeah. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> um, well, boys, I I think that's pretty much us. We preparation probably could have been a bit better. Monty nailed the core stuff though. Uh, it was it was the regulars that probably could have, could have lifted it this week. But hey, speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cal, can we talk about you getting barbecued for Marcel's seam? Like, do you want to apologise? Are you going to stand by that? I'll talk us through that take. I did I did get barbecued, actually, and it's probably an understatement. I think one of the one of the DMs was, can Cal give himself an uppercut for suggesting Marcel's seam on the, on the Ryder Cup team? Hey, look, I had to throw a take out there and it got a little bit of interaction, but hey, I, it crossed my mind. So, hey, I'll. Are I'll, you I'll standing st- by it? 
I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I will stand by it. I hey, it, he he's been playing well, and and he was worth worth being in the conversation. That's that's all that I kind of asked. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> say he should be alone to... when Ryder cuts. <laughs> well, you can't coach passion, Alex. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay. All right. This is this is just getting outrageous. Uh, we'll we'll wrap it up and enjoy your major championship week, and we'll we'll catch you next week. And AC, I'll, I'll see it like hard on Saturday. Yeah, mate. Bloody hell! Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too